The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, we're going to talk about uh, Simon Harris, the Minister for Further and Higher Education, and his incentive to encourage Irish construction workers to return home. This campaign has a budget of about €750,000. The financial analyst, Carl Dieter, with me now. Carl, is this a good idea? Bring builders back from Bondi Beach. I I think it's a great idea for people who sell advertising. I'd love to be the one on the back of €750,000 worth of taxpayer money to, to create an ad campaign that may or may not work at all. Um, In terms of is it a good idea? Well, look, we need construction workers. Nobody's debating that. We probably have a lot of construction workers who are already here who aren't working in construction. It might be a better idea to somehow mobilize them to look at a lot of the people who have come into the country who may have trade skills and see if we can get them some kind of uh, fast track acknowledgement of their talents so that they can actually work in the skilled trade sector. But, uh, you know, you'd also have to ask yourself, come home to what? I mean, if you're working abroad in Sydney or New York or London, the pay rates are higher than here. And then you come back to crazy house prices, crazy rents, a sector that won't be better paid and uh, gridlock cities that the Greens don't want you traveling through if you have a van to drive to your job. You know, their, their message is get on the get on the bus with your tools and, uh, and figure out the rest. Ah, it's not all that bad here, Carl. Uh, well, look, I, I don't know if it's all that bad, but it's certainly all that good in other places. And, you know, this country is great at punching above its weight when it comes to higher education and graduates. So even if it's in useless things like, you know, gender studies or social sciences, but we're not that good when it comes to the skilled trades, even though that work is completely honorable and completely integral to a good, well-functioning economy. I I mean, I think about these ads. God only knows what's going to go into them. I mean, I'm already choking on the taste of my own arse coming up the back of my throat at the level of cringe you can expect from them. You know, Ireland is calling, Sonny, come home. Come home. It's, you know, I don't think it's a good idea at all, necessarily. Um, oh, there was an image. Um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, the, 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 the job of encouraging people to into apprenticeships. Now, in fairness to Simon Harris, that's something that he's, he's quite keen on and has talked about as well in the past. And, it, you know, it, it, it's part of this plan as well to get 50,000 more construction workers over the next decade. Uh, the issue he faces, I assume, and the industry faces, is that, you know, that takes several years. Somebody doing the Leaving Cert this year, it's going to be, what, four years before they're a carpenter or an electrician um, or, or, or any other kind of skilled trade. And they need builders today. So that's why they're looking at, you know, Sydney, New York and London and Dubai. Yeah, good luck. And all I'm saying is, look, if I was living in, in, in Sydney, getting higher pay rates than you get here with glorious sunshine and, and, and the world laid out at my feet, to want to come home to what is known for a housing shortage, like where are you going to live? And you're going to be facing crazy rents. Like we spent 40 years convincing the country and most importantly, convincing Irish mommies that university is the only path forward, the only path with any kind of, um, you know, social respect attached to it. And now we're trying to send the exact opposite message and hoping that it works after we've self-indoctrinated ourselves for, for four decades. All I'm telling you is this, you know, there is probably people here who can be mobilized and you might do do get more people further down the path with nearly a million euro of investment who are already here than you will convincing them to come off the sites of the most highly paid construction markets in the world. And, and Zekar, well, the people who are here who could be more easily mobilized, are you talking about people who are skilled and are just working in a different area? Are you talking about asylum seekers or migrants who, who's maybe kind of trades are not recognized? Who is it? I, I, I'd be talking about everyone. So let's let's deal with each one of those groups you just mentioned. So asylum seekers and migrants, very easy to, to look at that. 
we should be able to assess pretty quickly just by asking, do you have these skills? And you can put them through some simple tests rapidly because we have trade schools that can, can look at whether people know what they're talking about. So someone doesn't know how to mix concrete. They're hardly a concrete technician. Like, there's some basic understanding there that you can rapidly assess on. As regards people who uh, who are already here, we know that during the financial crisis that a lot of people left construction trades. Now, yes, construction has moved on, you know, but your basic tools of the job and your basic understanding of the built environment has remained broadly the same because that doesn't change. The laws of physics don't change. So we could be talking to people who work in, say, might be working in something that was more administrative and say, look, if you get back on the tools, you get a tax break of whatever amount. You could look at someone who's, you know, maybe went into some alternative form of of, of uh, physical labor, maybe working more in manufacturing and say, if you get back on the tools, we have some incentive there for you. Uh, or that you can, you know, reassert yourself or get recertified in a, in a fast track way. Because another thing that happens is if you lose various safety tickets, if you mm. lose various qualifications, you're no longer welcome on sites and you can no longer be really in a trade where you can sign off on anything. We might be better off looking at solutions along those lines for people who are already here. And, and they, you tend not to forget. A, you might not be up to date, but you wouldn't have forgotten everything you ever learned. Yeah. Well, it, that, I think there's other ways. That, that, that is not part of this plan. Uh, what is part of this plan is an attempt to try and attract people back from overseas. That is futile uh, as you see it, uh, if indeed you're right. I mean, it means we won't hit housing targets, won't it? Look, look what's going to happen to this, OK? Simon Harris gets a day in the sun for having said he's going to spend three quarters of a million of taxpayers' hard-earned money to get what? Is there any number of of workers who are going to be coming back here. And even if they are, you don't decide that one day by having seen an ad. Like, did, did anyone in the history of the world ever see an ad and say, wow, I'm going to change my whole life around and go back to Ireland because I saw an ad. You're probably thinking about doing this anyway. Like people do come home, but they come home for a variety of reasons. They come home for family, for loved ones, for elderly parents. But this ad is not going to change that. What I'm trying to say is, why do we look at this kind of profligate spending and celebrate it when there's so much more you could be doing right here and now faster with more tangible results. But the downside is you don't get a day of flying kites of taxpayers' money and how great you are. This is what I'm trying to say is we should be looking at tangible, executable stuff. This is just a 750,000 euro expenditure plan. There's nothing tangible on the back of it. And for that reason, it is nonsense. Carl Dieter, financial analyst. Carl, as always, thanks a million for joining us. Uh, Dermot Carey is with me. Dermot's Director of Safety, Education and Skills with the Construction Industry Federation, CIF. Uh, Dermot, you're welcome to the show. Um, do you think Thank this you. plan is as futile as Carl does? Oh, if I was uh, so negative as Carl, I'd be giving up my job, Karen. Um, <laughs> and I suppose it's worth saying that um, this 750000 is not just for uh, a campaign to try and attract people back from abroad. This is a multifaceted campaign that looks at trying to bring, trying to encourage uh, school leavers to look at careers in construction as well. There's only one element of it dealing with trying to attract people from abroad. And as Carl mentioned, people do come home. And I just obviously I knew I was going to be coming on here and just check the CSO figures. And in 2022, nearly 29,000 Irish people returned to to Ireland. So they do return. I don't think, as Carl indicated, that it's going to be an ad in the back page of the Sydney Herald or something like that. Um, we have one count. Oh well, that's oh, that's to be decided because one of the elements that's in the plan, and I'm looking at it here, 
one of the elements is to do some market research before anything happens at all uh, in relation to what mm. would construction workers consider uh, to come home, what, what would change their mind or what would make them come home. So that, that there will be some research done on it. So I wouldn't be so negative. And the other question I said, if you don't do it, you shouldn't be asked the question, why aren't you doing it? Yeah, so, I guess people maybe will remember a kind of, it was actually Simon Harris's campaign as well, uh, back at the start of COVID to get nurses to come home and very few did. And those that did couldn't get jobs. There was kind of red tape. Now, Maybe you wouldn't have the same issue around bureaucracy. Once home for a construction worker. Uh, but uh, the other clip we heard of Simon Harris in our news headlines was him talking about the fact that, you know, a lot of people in the construction industry left in 2009 and, and we need to reach out and tell them the country isn't the same country anymore. I mean, it kind of betrays an ignorance of things like WhatsApp and the Internet, doesn't it? I think everybody living in Australia it, knows it, what Ireland's like now. Yeah, they know the recession's over. It probably does. Um, to be fair, if you've left that long, you're hardly likely to come back to Ireland, I think. You're probably well settled. You probably have children wherever you're living uh, and they're in school. So you're very unlikely. But there are people who have gone, you know, they've left college or whatever it is, and they've gone for the adventure, which which happens. And they might be considering come back to Ireland. And I think they're more likely the people that would, we could attract back uh, and people who have gone away to get experience um, they're they're likely that we could attract back. So again, I, I like it's, I just looked at some of the before I came on. It's like one of the key issues that's that's identified is the problem with rent here. And I accept that, that rent is high here and it it is lower and specific in Australia. But the price of property is more expensive in Australia. So um, there are things in roundabouts. Um, but I again, if you, we don't try, yeah. we won't know. Can, can I ask you, Dermot, just ab- about the, the, the apprenticeship side of the plan uh, then? Uh, how, how difficult is that a, a mountain to summit? You know, we've spent several years, as Carl said, and I think he's right in this, you know, kind of convincing people that that kind of a professional qualification was the way to go. There's a job of work now in convincing people, more people of the value and parents, of the value of an apprenticeship, isn't there? There is, um, in, in fairness to the Minister, he's put a huge amount of effort in promoting apprenticeship. We now have 75 apprenticeships as, as opposed to 25 three or four years ago. So there is a growth in the level of apprenticeship. And apprenticeship is just another way of learning. That's mm. all. And you earn as you learn. So there's, there's, there's a lot to be recommended there. Um, so the work has started a number of years ago to promote apprenticeship. And we do, we have an awful lot of uh, we have a very high level of people applying for CAO and maybe not, you know, finishing their courses. Yeah. And maybe an apprenticeship is a better way to go. We we launched a civil engineering apprenticeship with uh, ATU and Sligo, and there are currently 43 apprentices on it for the first year. So there's a lot of positives happening there, here on, and I think yeah. um, that idea of an apprenticeship is, is becoming much more palatable. Well, in, in terms of the people overseas, we've been talking about builders overseas. Let's talk to a builder overseas. Binny Folan is on the line. Uh, Binny is a block layer originally from NACE, but in Australia at the moment. Uh, Binny, thanks a million for, for taking the call up early on that side of the world uh, to get to work. Um, what, what would tempt you back to Ireland? Uh, well, to be honest with you, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be financial reasons. It would be family reasons. They're doing. They're dreaming if they think people are going to come home just on account of even raising money. It's not about that. Um, I don't think people are going home or avoiding going home because <laughs> they think they're going to get rich here. 
there's more reasons than just that. Ireland's attractions are the people, not the kind of the profit. And we've, we're not going to be, there's people that aren't going to go home just on account of, mm. you know, being promised a bit of wages. And uh, what, what, what's the prospect then the other way, Benny? Like, what, what's the attraction of Australia? Why stay there? Uh, the variety. I put it this way to you. I left Ireland as a bricklayer. I now am a bricklayer, a rigger, a truck driver, a qualified safety officer. Um, you know, you can, your options are endless. You can branch out. You're not pigeonholed. And is that something, right, I appreciate, you know, maybe you're there kind of several years now, is it 2008? So you're there 16 years. Maybe you're kind of, uh, have put down roots and are less likely to move home. But do you think if, if there was more flexibility in Ireland, more more opportunity to branch out and do different things and not get pigeonholed as a block layer or a carpenter or as a rigger or whatever um, uh, other skills you've developed, that that might be the type of thing that kind of a younger version of you might be attracted to? Oh, that's, look, of course. But the thing about it is Ireland doesn't have that. And mm. that's just, it does not have the scale of what this place or you know, most places has. And sorry, to quote JFK, if I may, Ireland's greatest resources is people. And what happens to resources? They get exported. We, you know, we're appreciated far more over here. Or not just that we say appreciated, but there's more value for us abroad. You know, oh, and what's the quality of living like there, Benny, for you? I'm doing all right. I wouldn't be the wisest man with my money now, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's not... Um, it, it's not as... It, you don't have to watch every penny as much, no. Just that little bit of flexible, flexible kind mm-hmm. of you know, that in that type of work. and that, I think that's why it, that's probably why it is too. Everything isn't so tight, you know. Right, you know, you, you feel bad weeks in Ireland, and yeah, the the, the, the yeah. weather the weather probably helps a little as well, does it? Ah, it doesn't. Know. I've got a bit of a tan going here. So. <laughs> more, more of a tan than people get an ace today, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't be fooled by the tangle I got, though. I'm still Benny from the block. I haven't lost my roots now here. <laughs> <laughs> Benny, listen, it's great to talk to you, and thanks a million for taking the call. Benny Folan uh, is a, a block layer and lots of other things now, many strings to his bow since he moved to Australia in 2008 and up early uh, in that part of the world to get to the uh, site today. Thank you to him. Uh, thank you to Dermot Carey, Director of Safety, Education and Skills, Construction Industry Federation, CIF, and Carl Dieter, the Financial Analyst. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.